was pretty good, wasn't it? Triangle by Camilla Arthur. Oh, my God. Perfectly gosh. played. It was, wasn't it? It was rather beautiful. Oh, well, uh, anyway. It's it our, really was. Thank you. It's our fourth show. It is. And an exciting one, I think, this one. Oh, tell us why. Well, we're going to be speaking, hopefully, later to uh, Rob Hutt. Right. Who is a filmmaker. And the reason we're speaking to him is all because of a very nice broadband man that appeared at my door. Oh? Mm. Well, how do you mean? A man coming round to put in your broadband? Well, no, no, no. He came round to tell me about some new broadband that's going on in the area. Very nice to know And we got chatting. He asked me why, you know, if I used a bit much. And I said, yes, I'm a voice actor, so I need a good broadband. And he went, oh, okay. So we started talking about film and voiceover and all that sort of thing. And he was telling me about his friend who had made this film that was now getting rave reviews and winning awards all around at various festivals. Right. Um, around the world, short film. So yeah. that's who we're going to be speaking to later. Who the guy that came round to your house? About it. No, no, no. His friend. Who the director? Yes. Oh, nice. So that's pretty good. He's done a short film that he's entered into festivals all around the place. Yeah, and it's winning lots of awards. It's called that's... Time Spent. I must say, I think that a short film is harder almost than a normal length film yes but you know it's such a short amount of time that you've got to tell a story it's difficult i think well you have to be you have to make it quite intriguing don't you you haven't seen this yet but i think it's great i i'm intrigued to know what happens next so camilla how have you been okay well first of all i just have to make a little announcement oh yes i don't know if i've mentioned them before but I love these vitamin C sweet tea things, vitamin C chewable affairs. Yes, we both have those oh, in our yes. handbags, don't we? But every now and then mm. I can't resist, and I've got one now, so if you hear a lot of <laughs> slurping and sucking, <laughs> that's what it is, just to warn you. But oh, other it's... than that, no. No. I wasn't well. No, you weren't. You've been quite poorly, haven't you? Quite bizarre. My face went really fat. Seriously, it looked like mm. a blancmange. And I was very drowsy. Anyway, I thought I was going to snuff it, but I didn't. But I think I'm going to have to get some allergy checks done. Yes, but this is why we didn't have another podcast, because Camilla wasn't very well. Yes, it so is, So we're making up for it, aren't yes, we? Yes, we are. For, with extra. <clears throat> extras. Loads with of extra lots shows. Lots of extras, lots of extra vitamins. So tell me about the coronation. Oh, I loved it. Did you yeah. watch it? I watched a bit of it. Oh, it was I pretty amazing. Was just magnificent, the whole thing. It is amazing. It really was. And you A know, golden I'm, carriage. Well, exactly. Just fantastic, that going down the mile like that. The amount of people there as well, which I was so thrilled about. Oh, because there've yes. been a lot, you know, all these protesters and not my king and all of that. So I, I was know. really pleased to see that he had so much support. Well, I agree. Because, you know, people, what pisses me off is people get so sort of, you know, they've got loads of money, it's all right for them. Actually, who would want to be opening a fucking supermarket every day of your life? It's not like you've got loads of money to often have fun and go to parties and stuff. No, exactly. no you trail around no. with a load of bodyguards and... Bomb squad. Oh, my God. And having right to be there. dressed up all the time and, and dressed into all these smart clothes in all the time. In some coloured tights and things like in. that. Yeah. Do my head in. Mm. But I thought, I thought, I just thought, my favourite part of that is when they, they derobed um, the king 
Well, he wasn't. That well. sounds a bit rude. Well, you know, they took all his robes off, and he had oh, to right. sit in his shirt, and then they put the things around him so they yes. could anoint him. But he wasn't. And then the that, that Greek choir was singing the Byzantine. Yes. It was just fantastic. Amazing. It was like watching some medieval. Ceremony. Yes. It was just beautiful. I well, loved it, was. it. Absolutely loved it. I mean, I wonder how much of that ceremony comes back directly from Henry VIII or something. The coronation chair itself is 723 yes. years old. And that rock, yeah. that stone. Yeah, the stone of scone. Yes, and those naughty people that whipped it. Yes. Well, actually, I don't know. That's a whole burn of contention. Stone mm. of contention. Stone of half, contention. Half. Moving so. on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving swiftly on. What have you got to tell me about today, well, Jenny B? quite sad, actually. Oh, no. So I hope you've got something a bit more uplifting. Mine but... is very uplifting. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I was watching um, Triangle of Sadness. Oh. Which I think, have you seen Triangle of Sadness? Oh, my God. That was so heavy, that bird being I, slammed I just around. I thought it was hilarious. No, you see, I, I didn't. The whole thing was well, hilarious. I sort of did, but I found it so gross and, oh, my God. Oh, I, I couldn't stop. I was crying. I was literally crying. At, I thought it was brilliant. But the sad thing How about funny. that is the model at the beginning is called yes. Charlie Dean. She's that beautiful girl. Yeah. And I saw her and I thought, my God, she is going to be a Bond girl in yeah. the future. Or more than that. Absolutely, absolutely stunning. And I found out she died in August last year when she was 32. And that film oh was apparently her breakout film. Oh. Um, it won the Palm Door. You know, it was set to sort she of was really launch her. In it. I thought she was great in it. Yeah. And she, she got, um, she didn't have a spleen. Um, because she'd had a car accident years before right. and it had to be removed. And uh, she caught a thing called Capnocytophaga, right. which is a bacterial infection that you can get from the mouths of dogs and cats. Oh, and it can, it can cause an infection, especially in people who are quite vulnerable. Right. Um, it's very rare. But she caught God. this and, you know, she told her boyfriend that she didn't feel very well, whipped her into hospital, and she died a few hours later. Her in hospital? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. That's what it was, yeah, bacterial, bacterial sepsis. sepsis. But not a lot they could do because she didn't have the immune system to, to fight it. Oh, George. Isn't that sad? Oh, I just, I just I was, it made me so, so upset because I just watched her in that thinking, you know, gosh, she's oh, absolutely set a big, for bigger things. But That is so yeah, sad. Really, well, really sad. So. Dear, well, I'll try and cheer you up with this. I think it's pretty funny myself, although maybe the man in question might not think it's quite so funny. But anyway, there was this in Germany, 51-year-old gentleman, who, well, unfortunately, he was left tied up in the woods. Yes, it was a sex <laughs> game, darn awry. But he had a luckiest game, luckily. We just, there was a cyclist and a hunter heard his cries and saved him, rescued him. The good news is that he wasn't naked when he was found. But, right. but check this out. Okay, so he was discovered, fully dressed, but firmly bound with ropes and pantyhose over his head, atop a hunting deer platform. So he was plonked up on a platform halfway up a tree with a pair of ladies' tights over his head. 
Well, I hope they were clean. Were they clean? I bloody well hope they were too. It's me. What yes. for, for what? What purpose? Okay, let me explain what exactly what happened. So he'd been tied up by a rather attractive young lady. Well, he <laughs> thought she was pretty attractive, but he'd met her online, only just met her online. Anyway, so they met online. They had a rendezvous in the woods. Um, so she tied him up. Okay, stuck her tights over his head. Just at that moment, she received a phone call and fled the woods suddenly, leaving the man behind in a helpless state. <laughs> well, for heaven's sake, she should have untied him before she went That's running a nice, off. That's a nice first date then, isn't it? Let me tie you to a tree. I know, but this is how sweet. The 51-year-old bloke said that he did have a botch cutter on him for just such type of situations. <laughs> he was, I think, rather an expert at dodging, if that's what you call it. I think it is. But he seemed to have underestimated the woman's bondage stills because he was unable to reach for the knife. The man was unharmed and he refused to provide information about the woman's identity. However, oh the police God. have opened up an investigation. Isn't that crazy? That's ridiculous. I thought it was with a pair of knitters. I thought That's... pantyhose was knitters. Pantyhose. And I thought that would be ridiculous. Can you imagine with one eye through one leg hole? <laughs> <laughs> Looking really so forlorn. That would be so funny. That's I sometimes bizarre. do that. She when must I... have been quite butch, though, to have... You know, uh, yes, she sounds like a shop putter. ...against the tree and yes. tied him up like that. With one hand, while Jesus. taking phone calls on the other hand. <laughs> do you know what I sometimes do? If I have to have a bath and I don't want my hair to get wet, and I can only you find knitters... You stick pantyhose over your head. Not pantyhose, knitters. Right. I put, but the trouble is my with hair... bunches. Yes, so you put bunches it comes out in both the legs. That's a lovely image for everybody to think about that for a few moments. Just let's ponder on that little image, shall we? <laughs> no, there let's we not. Let's talk to um, our guest. Okay. Yes. yes. Hey. And here we are. We have Rob Hutt in the studio with us. Hello, Rob. Hello. How are you? So, Rob, it, we mentioned earlier before you came on um, how we managed to get you on here, thanks to your lovely friend Damien. Yes, thank you Damien. So he, he told us about the short film that's doing the festivals and so far it's won Best Short Film Category in Indian Independent Film Festival, finalist in the Canadian Cinematography Awards. Mm -hmm. Rob had an honourable mention in the Australian Film Festival. Nice. And Time Spent was nominee for Best Indie Short Film at the Cannes World Film Festival Shit. and was the only UK nominee. Shit. So that is, there's a little caveat to that. So you've got the main um, festival to Cannes and then you've got this ecosystem of other ones. So the world Film Festival is one of the ecosystems floating around. Right. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get selected for the main one this year. So, oh, but, um, yeah, this is great. This I mean, is it's a great, great start. Yeah. So, so tell us about your job. Tell us about your job. How this film came about and what your inspiration for it was. Yeah, so I mean, I I make videos for 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 commercial clients. So, um, I would do anything from a wedding video to for a beautiful bride to um, big factory videos, so Smith's toys, and, and make their social media content. I've done a couple of videos for John Lewis. Smith's um, Toys. We've done Smith's Toys. Have you? Yes, I have. You're... I absolutely have. I've got content videos that I did for, I don't know what the production company was. 
But anyway, I'll remember and let you know. So and you're the casting director, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I'm there. I'm there this Sunday. Well, no, I'm I'm in one of their stores this Sunday. So yeah, similar thing. Yes, a bunch of rather annoying, some sort of blonde children. I seem to remember pushing a brick around the place. <laughs> I'm sorry, carry on, Rob. So I, I'm always trying to bring. I'm doing like a classic car rally this weekend. And I, I always try and bring a certain level of creativity to my videos. And I love it. Don't get me wrong, right? So, I'm, um, you know, I can work when I want to work at the moment. Hiring a little camper van. Me and my mate are going off on this mini tour of the UK. And I love it. It's brilliant. But, you know, you get those kind of itchy little niggly feelings that perhaps there's other stuff you could be aspiring to do, but maybe you haven't got around to it. Mm-hmm. Well, late last year... Well, no, mid, mid last year, around the summer last year, I, I thought, what do I really want to do? What's like the holy grail? And um, I realised it was, um, I'm a massive film fan. It's just, a, you know, it inspires me. It pro- I probably took it to us in my early 30s to realise that they weren't real. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they like, influenced like, so much of my life. And I was like, oh, Halloween, what you- fuck. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 grand- my great-grandmother always used to think they were real, and she used to stand up in the cinema and say, he's behind you but it is you know it's like when you grow up if you if you you drip fed this this kind of these worlds these characters these narratives and it does influence the way your expectations of other other people and you know what you should be doing and how you should handle situations and then you bounce that off you know the reality in your life um and then and but but it stayed with me that that magic and I was like right I, I need to write something and I I was old enough and wise enough to realise I didn't want to just do anything, you know, too standard. I was like, what, you know, what could I bring that maybe not other people could bring to the table? And um, I made some uh, bad business decisions where I um, should have just been making videos, but I ended up investing in some technology startup companies. Oh, right. So I gave myself a bloody hard time for a few years. Yeah. And um, uh, and I was like, you know, I know how hard it is to be really broke and to be really struggling. And then some of my clients are like multi, multi-millionaires, lovely people. But um, I find myself flung between, you know, filming people for charities, which are in quite, you know, um, difficult, challenging situations. And then speaking to someone in a cocktail jazz lounge for someone who's buying a huge amount of property. And I was just like, you know, it just seems so weird that we still yeah. live in a world where there's this huge divide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how can I kind of, and especially after COVID, it just seems to have um, yes, almost, yeah, exactly. like cemented it. It's like, right, you, you're definitely going to stay where you are in your station in life. And I was like, okay, well, what's what's really important? What if Because it's not money, although you could be fooled into thinking money is the most important thing. What if there was a transaction about the most important thing in the world to a person, which is their life? And then I thought, well, that's silly, isn't it? Because you would never put a value on your time because it's invaluable. And I was like, oh, shit, we do every day, don't we? Because most people have got an hourly rate or a rate card or um, an annual salary. And you're agreeing to spend a segment of your time and giving that away and doing whatever someone else wants you to do rather than what you're doing. And I was like, okay, well, what if you had this crazy deal that you were offered where you could get given all of the money that you were going to earn and that money could be taken instantaneously? So you didn't have to sort of like string it out in an office or a warehouse, you know, day after day, month after month, year after year, like an instant transaction. Right. With whatever time you've got left, you can go off and you can live your life and you've got the money. It takes out all the uncertainty 
No, wait, wait, wait. So wait, the time that's been taken off, is it being taken off the back end? So in other words, are you just going to die sooner or are you going to have some kind of weird sci-fi time whatever shit. and do you get your life back at the end of in the other period? words exactly yeah well this uh, i can't give away too much i'm writing oh. this i'm right I, I can give away something don't don't, don't get too disappointed <laughs> um i watched I, it last night and we were just having these conversations last night because it, it's a real conversation start it is yeah it really is yeah so um and, we, and funny enough like the the film's been doing really well in lots of countries and richmond um is it richmond virginia and the United States, I think it is. Yeah, yeah um, we were in the Richmond Film Network Festival, and um, you don't often get it, but the first festival director emailed me and said, "Look, I just wanted you to know I was privy to a couple of group conversations where they were talking about your film, the other directors, the other filmmakers, and the audience, and they were debating it, and they were just they were just talking about it for for a long time." And I was like, "That's brilliant! Nice. That's exactly what a film should be doing, right?" Um, so you. The whole process of the the so so it's a it's a thirty minute film, but I'm I'm writing a eight part television series off the back of it. It, it could be a film, it could be a ninety minute feature, mm. but there's so much possibility to it. Yeah. It kind of lends itself to a series, right? So right, we we're yeah. going to answer those questions as we go through the episodes, right? But you see, it's difficult though because it's all about that decision. Mm. So how do you eat that out over X amount of episodes? So there's a couple of there's a couple of twists. So basically, you, you, in the series, you open up. I'm just trying to think what I can tell you. <laughs> oh, don't worry. No, you don't, don't, don't have worry. to tell us anything. But us um, no, I'm just interested to know how, um, from an idea that seems hmm. so kind of how you kind of make turn that into a TV. I would have thought a movie. Yeah. Non form movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so I, what I can say is they're they're not just taking time. That's that's an interesting oh, one. So, no. so, so the idea is that the deal was they give you um, some cash for some time, but it turns out they're taking a little bit more than time. I knew but, they were. Yeah. But we don't know that until the the finale of series one, and then we realise this is a much bigger problem than we thought it was. Okay, right. Great. Yeah. So, but, um, just going back on this, you had this idea, so you wrote it from there. What was your your next step? Well, I, we didn't have a big budget at all. So I um, was really upfront with the actors when we were casting, and I said, and I, I, I was like, I was like, oh no, I'm sure every, they've heard this so many times before. But I was like, there's no point hiding. It. I'll just be really transparent. So I put a, a couple of ads out, and I said, look, I haven't got a huge amount of money, and my proposal to you is, um, here's some of my previous work. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pay you a, a contribution. You know, I'm going to pay your travel, your time, and just something to say thank you. And then, accumulatively, the money that I would have paid the actors, I, I'm just going to bench uh, earmark for festival entrance fees, and we're just going to get into some festivals. And if it does well, it'll be worth more. I hope it'll be worth more to you in that exposure than it would be if I was to give you whatever cash value I could give you right now. And I thought, oh, it's going to go down so badly. No, but that's, you know no, what? They do that. no, that's a really good thing to mm. offer. Actually. But the the opposite, yeah. And they just said. Um, they just said, yeah, that's great. And I was inundated with um, self-tapes. And, and two of the actors have gone on to win, win Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor. That's so nice. I was so pleased I've been able yeah. to deliver in some way on that as well. Great. Uh, I thought I, thought I recognised the guy, the sort of um, scary guy. 
He's been in a Marvel film. He was in uh, such a small part in um, the Doctor Strange, right. a very small part, and he's done he's done a lots before. He's um, yeah, but again, I was I was blown away because I, you know, it's one thing making videos and dealing with, and you'll know this, like on the commercial side, actors, and on a scripted piece with something that requires a hell of a lot more depth. I felt like this was a this is new territory to me, mm-hmm. and I and I and I wanted to treat them with absolute respect, and I just thought the best thing to do was to be honest, transparent, do what I do best, and then ask them to do their best, and accumulatively see if we can make something special as a result of working as a team, and, and it seems to be working out really well. So this was this is the first short film you've ever made, is it? So I I, I made a few tongue in cheek things. <laughs> I tried to be in them as well. So um, that I, 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 the last one I made, I was like, right, I'm going to get this out of my system. I'm going to be in front of the camera. I'm going to, I'm going to be on the camera. I'm going to be directing it. And it was a nightmare. And I was like, brilliant, got that out of my system. So this is yeah. the first one um, <laughs> that I had a proper script, proper, proper script. I was going to write, direct, and do nothing else, and just find people who were the best people to be in front of the camera. And it made a huge difference taking it seriously for the first time. Just yeah. the standard of acting yeah. was was amazing. But just tell me, do you do, sorry, do you do commercials as well? I have a company called Flash Buzz, which is just, which is just me. It was a few more people before um, COVID and, and it's just been stripped down to just be, just to be myself. And um, I'm, uh, I've got a business partner on a company called Mabel Brown Productions. So we, we're on the BBC pitch list now, which is brilliant. So we get to pitch um, uh, TV shows too, that is unscripted reality kind of stuff. Okay, um, right. Yeah, and that's how we got an, a chance to um, uh, to pitch the film. I used that that route in, well which was done. really good. Well done, because that is the difficult bit: getting your fucking foot in. Absolutely, it really yeah. is. And, and have uh, they have they shown an interest? Yeah, let me. Let, uh, this would be because you. The, the, I, by the way, I love your podcast. I was I was watch, I was listening to it this morning, trying to get myself acclimatized. So I, I did the best <laughs> version of of this that I could for you, and it seemed like. Um, what's really interesting is the realities and the mechanics of people getting into the industry is really yeah, important yeah. to you guys yeah. so it's worth pointing out that, we, that it's it when we tried to get on the bbc pictures first of all it's like a chicken and egg thing it's like you can't get on there until you've had something commissioned but you can't have something commissioned until you're on there mm. it was like a yeah. snake eating its yeah. tail it just made no sense at all that's, yeah. exactly, that's exactly. it with commissioners you know it's exactly the same thing Mm. Yeah. So we yeah. we we and I wouldn't, wouldn't advise everyone to do this, but it just gives people a sense of you don't have to always do what you're told to do. Um, I, I shot a documentary for a um, uh, a barber, uh, two two barbers in St Albans, which um, uh, converted to Islam and had just literally launched this brand internationally. It's really powerful. It didn't end up getting commissioned, but it was good enough. Once we emailed well, one of the commissioners directly to go. And she, and she just emailed someone else to say, can you put these guys on the pitch list so I could oh. properly validate this? And then we were like, oh, we didn't get commission. We're like, oh, shit, we're on the pitch list. No, that's and it wow. just happened like that, you know? That's something, yeah. yeah. No, it's Absolutely. massive. Because it really normally is. it's a response of, uh, we have something similar in the pipeline. <laughs> seems to be the standard. Mm. And then, of course, nothing similar comes out at all. Yes, yeah, so well, we'll hang on to it for a while, yes. give it back, and yeah. then do exactly the same thing. Well, this this was interesting because I um normally when we put reality shows and we've got we've had four in now I got the one that's still in consideration, um it probably takes you know the full six weeks that they tell you tell you it will 
you know, and then you'll get an email and then you won't get a, a lot else if it's not going anywhere. Um, so we, I expected that. I was like, six weeks, just going to forget about it. So I put it in on a Sunday night and then 10 o'clock the following day, we got an email from the broadcast commissioner for BBC Drama who basically just said, um, do you fancy a Zoom call this week? Wow. Yeah. That is, that's, that's really incredible and very yeah. unusual. Really. Yeah, yeah. And I, I will yeah. just wow, what we're going to do this is crazy. So um, uh, met with them for an hour and they taught me so much in that hour. They were from a production background themselves. And um, they said, um, you've, you've given us a bit of a predicament. We really like the concept. You know, we, we like the way it's been shot, the story, everything. but." you haven't got a script and we would normally have a script and no film. <laughs> You've given us a film and no script. So they, they, we spoke about an hour and we discussed the deal and the characters and where it would go and how I needed to flesh out the world that Nathan was in and, um, you know, just the bringing more B plots and everything else. And, um, and they said, right, you need to come back with a screenplay for the first 60 minute pilot and then we can properly evaluate it. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. So my, my biggest thing was, if it's reality, it's a sizzle reel with like a supporting document. If it's scripted, you know, it's a script. You know, it's literally just 60 pages. So how do you do that for reality and do a sizzle thing for reality? Do you, well, I suppose, do they tell you, okay, you're naked, afraid and dumped in the middle of nowhere? Or do you have to come up with the basic concept and... I mean, what what kind of reality stuff? So, um, so re- so yeah, so real so reality would be anything from yeah concept. So we had something called life support, which was like a a thera- like a therapy based one where you had people going to oh, a glamping okay. site and they would talk over the campfire. They would go and do extreme like um, cold water swimming, and they would have a boxing coach, and it would be like checking into this place, but it was like really, really. So it was more sophisticated right. than trashy, you know. Okay, cool. And um, uh, and then you would have something that's actually happening. So these two barbers, you know, following them around the world, you know, right. the mix of religion, the mix of um, their business and their beliefs, and the fact they closed their shops four times a day and they still outsold all the competitors because they had to stop and pray. It's amazing. Um, that's more of a documentary, though, almost, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, and um. And then, um, yeah, but, the, but if you go on the broadcast um, commissioning pages, they'll give you broad guidelines. So they'll tell you what broadly they're looking for. And then it's for your job to interpret that and come up with a concept. Nice one. Oh, John, what fun. I'd love to do that. You, you mentioned something when we spoke on the phone about the lead actor that you have in your film. Mm. What was it about? It was I never his name. Right, yeah, yeah. So, so I had, oh, I want to say between... 300 and 400 self-tapes to look at for these these main roles and um i had this one it, we would we were like literally two days away from the deadline which i moved several times anyway because i really wanted to accommodate everyone and i had this um this message from this chap who was on a plane with idris elba at the time and he was he was playing the pilot in his new feature and it was like, I'm so sorry. I've just been tied up with Idris Elba. Um, I'd really like to get myself there, but I haven't missed the deadline, have I? And I was like, do you know what? That just shows the yeah. five degrees of separation, right? Yeah. Never written a screenplay before. You know, wrote it, was really uh, genuine in an ad. And the next minute you've got onto a plane with Idris Elba. 
And it just shows, do you know what? And I, and I think the biggest takeaway from this would be go and do something. Like if it's in your head, it, there's no, it's great. It might, you know, it might swirl it around. It might be entertaining for you. But it, when you get it out in the real world, it acts as a catalyst and a magnet. Like mm. the catalyst will, will, will start things rolling and, and the magnet will bring the things towards you that you want to. But you have to have something tangible for people to conceptualize and then Absolutely. that's what happens and and that part of me is like why the hell did i do this earlier and then part of me is like you sometimes can try too hard and sometimes it's just the right time and the right place yeah. you know it's 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 been a fantastic process anyway mm. and we can all look back and say oh i wish i'd done that but actually when you do look back you couldn't have done it any earlier exactly. than the time you've done it now anyway no. now you're prepared to do it and yeah and ready you're to right do it. yes and able to yeah you know your ideas wouldn't probably have been quite as good back then but they are right now it comes i think it comes from uh it comes from observation or frustration or imagination (laughs) you need to go for a process of writing to be able to go oh that helps me to process and pack away that thing that's been bugging me um but the right the writing thing's been you know a new thing for me i i bought three i just sat up there so you've got sid field screenplays got save the cat that's a great one to um to um, to practice, just, so you're yeah. reading books on how to write a screenplay yeah, yeah. So i didn't know oh, i just fantastic. didn't know at all did you have a clear idea of basically the type of look you wanted for each character i i, I was really um uh hopeful that the right actor would interpret the heart and soul of the character that i had in my mind um a few of them were just um you know a little bit stereotypical um interpretation of the character so like the bad guy was a typical bad guy and it needed to be more deep than that it needed to be someone who was almost i think literally one of the scenes when we shoot inside the apartment i said it needs to be when you're having this conversation like you're two sharks and you're working as a team and one of you swarms in close and then swims away and then when the other one is the other one swims in Mm. and it needed someone who could understand those sort of concepts and nathan our main character needed to be someone who genuinely could be taken from um, a council estate, put in an apartment and react in a really natural, organic way. And he, do you know what? He'd never acted before, that main character, Nathan. No, um, no, I remember Damien said that. that yeah, yeah, first time. first time ever. And the other actors were blown away with him. And he was, and actually, I don't know whether after having a bit of experience, he would have played it in the same way. You know, there was something about the... Um, he had no expectations on it at all, and he was just feeling it out, you know. And I don't know whether experience would have played against him, you know. If he'd have had too much, he, you know, he wouldn't have had that kind of organic, yeah, no, just exactly. feel it out naturally. He yeah. certainly would have for a while, because he would have gone from being brand new to learning the craft and all the rest of it. So he wouldn't actually be as authentic today mm. until he was mm. way further in his career. Yeah. Just want to ask you one quick question about Freeway. Just just for people who might be interested in putting a short film of theirs up, you put it onto Freeway, and then you can choose which festivals or send it off to festivals from that website. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I'm a really good example of someone who's learning on the job. Like I know how to make videos. I I, I knew how to direct, but not at this level. No, I could shoot myself, but um, the stuff in terms of distribution and you know, just well, one, one, should it be at a film festival? I just didn't even know that. You know, I was learning it all the time. And then I just Googled, you know, 
film festivals and then Film Freeway came out, looked at some reviews. Um, and yeah, it's like an interchange. So what, what happens is you upload all your assets there and then you can then just um, submit to festivals. And if they're signed up to it, all the assets go directly to there. Then they can download them. It's quite streamlined. I think they take, so you don't pay anything until you um, actually submit to a film festival. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would say though, um, being completely open is, You've just got to be careful. I think um, it's really easy to look at every film festival there as legitimate exposure. And I think you just really need to look at it carefully. So you need to, there are some festivals where you'll have a red carpet event, they'll have journalists, you'll have industry um, representatives there, and that's great. And you'll have other ones where you have to pay $250 for the trophy that you just won. Do you know what I mean? And you've just got to do your research and, and pick and choose the right ones for you. Have you, have you been to many festivals well it's do you know all of the uk ones uh, have are yet to come so the first one is um for us is sci-fi london so that's gonna we're gonna be in shoreditch on the 3rd of june um so that's gonna be great at the rich mix um theater so that's gonna be cool I'm taking my mum to that Aww. so it's gonna be lovely yeah and it was so funny i was like mom are you gonna come and see my film and she was like oh i'm not sure and i'm like oh my god you hate me and my film I just haven't been to London in 15 years. It's like, Mum, don't worry. I'll be your personal bodyguard. It'll be fine. And um, so um, we, everything else has been like uh, Australia, um, Amsterdam. So it's playing in Harlem, in New York, uh, in a few days' time. Just played in LA. Um, So I haven't had the budget to go and Mm. see these places. I've been emailing the festival directors and they've been coming back to me and saying, you know, it's done really well or here's here's what happened. And it's difficult, you know, to, especially when you, because if you don't have enough budget for the film, if you're going to be distributing it yourself, it's like 50% if you spend. The other 50% is how you're going to get people to watch it or or sign it. That's what you don't think about. But don't worry, that's going to happen in a couple of years' time. You're going to be swanning around the world. And we'll, we'll have an invite when you are. Oh, we'll absolutely. We'll absolutely. Invite. We'll get the Banbury, Banbury <laughs> Film Festival. The Banbury Massive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank oh, you so thank much. Thank you so much, Rob. It's been lovely to talk to you. Oh, yeah. my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank okay. you so much, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Okay, that was lovely to have Rob. Isn't he a lovely guy? He definitely is. And he's got a very sunny summer holiday type of a look. Do you think that might have been the the TV in the background that had the nice beach? Absolutely Absolutely bloody perfect. perfect. Anyway, the good news is, just very quickly, Charles (laughs) Asnavall's Charles Asnavall's gone. (laughs) She made me the face I my only blood. More, more. Holy shit! I don't have to really brush up my triangle. Anyway. Um. So there we go. Little tune to play us out. Yes, that was lovely. Thank you so much, Rob, and thank you, Charles. And thank you, Jenna on the Triangle. <laughs> and thank you, Jenna on the Triangle. I am. Clearly. You are. From the beginning. She's nobody's fool. Bye bye, Jenny Boo. Bye. bye.